Welcome to the Kara's Kara's Digital Show and Podcast, where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundland. Thanks for being here. This episode is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. Well, certainly the pandemic has created an epidemic of stressed out moms. And my guest today is Florence Ann Romano. She is an author who is also here to help with mom rage, showing us how to diffuse it and stay calm with the kiddos. Welcome, Florence Ann. Thank you for having me. So first of all, I think we need to acknowledge a lot of us moms maybe feel uncomfortable with the word mom rage, but we have to acknowledge that it's a real thing and moms feel it and it's normal. It's normal. Don't feel embarrassed by it. Don't feel shame by it. You know, rage is a natural emotion. And what we teach our children all the time is that feelings aren't wrong. You can have all sorts of feelings. It's about how you react to those feelings, your behavior on the other side of those feelings. That's what makes the difference. And so that's what we're concentrating on with moms right now. So let's talk about why mom rage is maybe on the rise. And you say part of that is just all the responsibilities that have multiplied. It's a disproportionate lift for moms a lot of the time with their partners. And you think about it, okay, there's sleep deprivation, there's stress, there's anxiety, there's whining, there's mess, everyone's touching you all the time, you don't have any time for yourself. And so it all kind of bubbles up to the surface. But I think what people forget is it's not just always one thing that makes something a problem. It's all this stuff that's layered and then that fuse blows. And then you're like, oh my gosh, where did all this come from? So the idea that acknowledging how you feel as you go and letting that rage or letting those emotions kind of dissipate or releasing them, that's what's going to help you in the long run. Yeah. So let's talk about that. You say, uh, you know, emotions like rage and resentment are real. So acknowledging them without any guilt and shame is the first step. I think people get tripped up with this and say, well, I'm trying to shift myself to a more positive state. Why should I acknowledge anything? Acknowledging it helps you identify where it's coming from. So it's like, you know, when you go to the doctor and they diagnose a problem for you, whatever the problem is, you want the diagnosis. You're like, you know what? Okay, that's the reason I blew up is because I asked those kids six times to pick everything up and it's still not happening. And this house is a mess and we have people coming over and you just kind of go down that rabbit hole. So knowing why, the why is so important. You know, kids ask us all the time, you know, why this, why that, why, why, why? Well, we have to ask ourselves solves that too. Why is this happening? Why am I feeling this way? And also, I think we go on social media. Moms go on social media all the time and everyone else seems to be doing it perfectly. Everyone else seems to have their kids dressed perfectly. The houses are great. You know, it and it's just a highlight reel in a lot of ways. And I think that comparison sometimes can make us feel shame or embarrassment about how we're feeling. Sure. And we're trying to help our kids to understand that social media is the, you know, social comparison isn't real. And like you said, you're comparing your real life to someone's highlight reel. I mean, how many times have we all taken a picture for anyone's listening if this helps everybody? You know, if I have a mess, I'm definitely making sure that the picture I'm taking of whatever is excluding the mess. (laughs) But we have mess. (laughs) Right. Even a picture of myself. I'm like, where did my filters go? I can't put this up and show what I really look like. So, I mean, isn't that the the, the term, right? Filter. I think we filter a lot in Mm. life. We filter on social media, we filter in our daily lives. And I think kids see us doing that too. And uh, making sure we have the support is, is the next reason why it's so important to identify why you feel that way. 
So one technique, you want us to acknowledge it to our kids, too, if they happen to be around. You know, we show people how to manage their feelings. So, all right, mom is feeling enraged right now. This is why it might help slow you down, too. Um, So what are some strategies for coping with rage? Because it can feel like you go from okay to rage in a second. In a second, right. And there's no perfect method either. I want parents to let themselves off the hook here and moms too. You know, you're not going to do this perfectly every time. Your kids aren't going to behave perfectly every time. You need to give yourself a little bit of grace there. But the idea that, and people always laugh at me when I say this about releasing that anger. You know, people would say scream into a pillow. It's a real thing. You can go scream into a pillow. In Chicago here, we have rage rooms where you can go and break glasses and all sorts of things like that, which I think is hysterical, but I think people use them a lot. Um, But it's also the idea of walking away. And I know that seems like it's kind of strange, but you don't have to deal with the child in that moment. If you feel yourself getting to that point, you know what, say, I'm going to take a minute and you walk in the other room, take a deep breath, call a friend or whatever it is that you're going to do. And just maybe think about what you're going to say, because we've all been there where we wish you could take those words back as soon as they come out of our mouth. So taking a deep breath and walking away is a strategy. Okay. So that's just the basics. Pause, take a breath. Maybe go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Go into the pantry and eat. <laughs> shove something yummy in there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I laugh because there was a an episode in uh Sex in the City where they where Charlotte goes in the bath in her pantry, she closes the door and the kids are like banging on. She's like, Mommy needs a minute, mommy just needs a minute. And I think that was the most relatable scene to so many moms. You just kind of disappear for a second. But there's nothing wrong with that. You are allowed to walk away from a moment that you feel is not going to best serve everybody. And if you're not going to be able to handle it the way you're going to be proud of, walk away and take a minute. Okay. And that, you know, we want our kids to walk away and not rage either. So the more we can show them that, that we can say we're teaching. But you also say it's important to build um, a village, even a virtual village. What do you mean by that? I think we learned during the pandemic as our village was taken away from us, you know, you weren't allowed to be with anyone, see anyone, that we started relying on social media. And, you know, we talk about social media in negative ways, of course, but there's also the positive, you know, I'll never condemn it fully, you know, everything in moderation. But we would look at social media as a way of actually connecting. You can talk to all these different moms across the globe, across the country, and you feel like you're seen, you're heard, you're understood, you're relating to things that they're going through too. And that's the most important thing is you feel like you're not in it alone. And just because they can't be physically there with you, that way of just connecting even virtually can be that moment of release. I I think you sent me a little picture and I think all of us, if we have it, we'll bring it up of what a mom looks like when she's raging, just a little cartoon. I guess it's important to (laughs) laugh at it (laughs) because often we think our kids are like this, losing their tempers, but we can all regress. And um, one person described it to me. It's like a tea kettle that, you know, it, pressure builds and yeah. eventually it blows. So we kind of have to turn the pressure off before we get to the blow point. Absolutely. And our children seeing us not being perfect beings is okay. It's also relatable for them to think, okay, you know what, mom and dad, or, you know, adults don't always have the answers. They don't always do it perfectly. And it's okay for them to see you learning too. It's okay for you to apologize to your child too, about how you handled something or when you got upset and you didn't say it the the way you wanted to, or you let your emotions get the best of you. It's important for kids to see that because you want them to also, I that behavior in the future 
when they're not proud, maybe of something they've said or done, that they can't apologize. That's a really big skill uh, that we need to learn as adults mm. and continue to learn in our life and children need to learn too. Yeah. One way to reduce the pressure, start and end your day with time for yourself. And for all the moms listening, I know it seems like we don't have enough time, but I have started to do this uh, years ago. And it does make a huge difference if I can wake up and just have some time alone. And I'm even willing to sacrifice a little sleep for that if I know I can wake up and do nothing. I feel the same way too, that, you know, I'll wake up earlier in the morning just so I have that peace. And it's not about the quantity I want moms to understand. It's the quality of that time. So even if it's five minutes when you're waking up early and you get to journal, you get to have that coffee by yourself, or when you're in the car on the way to carpool and you've got 10 minutes to yourself, you're going to call that friend and catch up real quick. If it's not consistent, that's okay. But grab those moments when you can. And you're going to see that those little moments do add, do add up to big, to big feelings, big moments, and make a big difference too. Yeah. You say simple things like just taking a breath and smiling to yourself. You're not going to be able to quit your day job of being a mom or maybe even no. working outside the home as well. But taking right. that breath and maybe even making a list quickly of five things you're grateful for can shift you. Exactly. You just need to do that mental work. And I know that may sound funny, but it is a choice. I think oftentimes, you know, we forget to take care of ourselves. Someone says to me all the time, you know, who waters you in terms of like the garden of your life? And I think that you have to remember that you have to do that for yourself and you're the captain of your ship. And that's the mom, the mom always is. And so taking care of yourself is not selfish. It is a necessity in order for you to keep on surviving another day. Yeah. And anything that gives you time to yourself without interruption, moms are master multitaskers, but sometimes we have to step away from the multitasking. You say if we get time to ourselves without interruption, it helps you be more grounded so you can manage feelings. Exactly. Because the overwhelming feeling when you're running here, there and everywhere and you feel like there's just not enough time, that's what builds a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. is you feel like you're just fraying. And so when you are able to have that that, that piece or that uninterruption, whatever it is that you're doing, you feel like you're gaining some control back. And so that's very important for all of us. Yeah. And just even identifying your triggers, I guess they might be different for some other people. Yeah. Uh, some of us need more right. alone time than others. Some get more stimulated <laughs> than others. But right. just knowing that, right. okay, my trigger is going to be if I, if, if, you know, if there's a big mess in the kitchen, I'm going to get triggered. What right. would you do knowing that that's your trigger? It's about figuring out how you can ask for help in that moment. If you know that's your trigger and the only way you're going to be able to manage that is by asking for the family to get involved, then maybe that needs to become a chore. Maybe that's something you tell your spouse you need more help with because it's really the thing that is fraying your last nerve. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. And I think that's also something with our village that we need to lean on. We need to lean on people for that support and know that asking for help doesn't mean that we're not super mom. It doesn't mean that we're not doing an excellent job of parenting. It just means you're not in it alone. So you're known um, the win- as the Windy City Nanny because you live in Chicago and the co-host of the parenting podcast, Finger Painting the Future. And I think we have a cover of your book. Tell me a little bit about Nanny and Me. 
<laughs> nanny and me, I wrote uh, based on my experiences, 15 years as a nanny, and it's based on all true things that happened to me. Um, and it helps children understand why the transition of being cared for by your parents to being cared for by a nanny or caretaker happens in your life. Um, and I, I really enjoyed my time as a nanny. and I wanted to be able to connect with kids and parents on a different level. Uh, and now my, my second book, which is not a children's book, comes out in February. And that's all about building your village and identifying with the villagers that I have created for you to help make any season of your life feel like you have all the joy and support that you need. Yeah. And you have a website. It's uh, your name, right? Florenceann.com. Very easy. I've got blogs and all sorts of resources on there for you. And also on Instagram, Florenceann Romano. I answer every DM. Think of me as your virtual village, your virtual shoulder to lean on. Um, I love to talk about any topics that are important to you. All right. And you talk about the trifecta, which could help a lot of people, parent, child, and caretaker working together. And a lot of moms may not have a caretaker. So that's another reason they might have more mom rage if they're trying to do it all themselves. But even acknowledging that uh, we need that village in whatever way we can get it because nobody can do it all alone. Exactly. And there's no shame in that either. Absolutely. Daughter of a single mom. I know. I tell her, I'm like, you should have known you need a village. Oh. But yeah. So you, it, it's tough. And Kudos I have to hands on oh my gosh. and help. And, and I know that yeah. it's still, you know, it gets, it, it can be a lot. Yeah. So for all the moms listening, uh, myself included, we're going to give ourselves a big pass. It's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. A big pass. The biggest big pass. pass you can get. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Florence Ann. We appreciate it. Um, again, folks can visit your website. They can subscribe to your podcast. Maybe that's what they can do when they need their little alone time. We appreciate you being on Kara's Cures. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And you can find more content on the cutting edge of wellness under Kara's Cures on the WFSB Plus app. So take a look at our other episodes. You can also listen to uh, my podcast, Kara's Cures, on your favorite platform. And follow me on social media at Kara Sundlin. I post this content there. Have a great day, everyone, and be well.